It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fancy Football Scouts. Uh, we are looking ahead to Fancy Premier League Game Week 26 um, and this time we are focusing on the underachievers on those goals imminent table. Um, what we'll do is explain a bit more about the table and how underlying stats can help predict our future returns in the game. Uh, we'll also look at its sister table, Assists Imminent. We will reveal our Game Week 26 transfer and captaincy plans. In addition, we'll take this time for more. Yeah, yes, indeed. You lucky people. We're going to take questions um, for the end of the stream. And so have a think about those and post those in the live chat. All of those joining us in the live chat, um, welcome. And uh, have a think about those questions towards the end. When we look at our teams, uh, I'll sort of prompt you to to ask those questions. Um, is it a normal game week? Is it just an innocent game week? The current game week certainly isn't. It's been an absolute nightmare for many people, but there's still a couple of matches to go in the double game week. Um, my name is Joe, and joining me to unearth some of those under-the-radar gems is Tom Freeman, Fancy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm OK, thanks, Joe. Looking forward to the uh, FA Cup fifth round, which we've got happening um, tonight and tomorrow, which has, you know, big implications for FPL and chip strategies and things like that. So that's uh, that's to come. And we've also got two matches, haven't we? Like you just mentioned then, we've still got uh, Arsenal and Liverpool in action tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to having a chat and um, going through some plans for the next few weeks and uh, going over a few players who might have kind of being a bit under the radar. So yeah, should Definitely. be good. So to timestamp this, if you're joining us late, um, this is taking place on Tuesday during the day. Um, that is before the FA Cup matches. There are a number of um, matches that have implications for whether or not they blank in game at 28 and um, uh, our planning for game week 29, where we know the doubles that are taking place then already, but also our planning in future game weeks. Um, the problem uh, for me, I know I'll be looking, and I know many people were looking at that, leads full and result because that could dictate whether Liverpool have a blank or not. Also, I'll be looking at, I think it's the Leicester result 
because yeah. uh, Leicester and Brentford will go ahead there, um, which would be handy for those who want to invest in um, a, a Brentford attacker. Um, welcome to uh, Gavin, John, Nassim, James, uh, Rob, um, uh, A. Dawson. I wonder if that's Andy Dawson. Could be. Uh, I think I've I think I mentioned Mr. A. Dawson before, actually. Um, and Tim uh, amongst those in the live chat. Um, thanks for joining us. Do do subscribe uh, and do tell your friends to subscribe. Do press that like button. Um, I've obscured the number of likes. So I don't know. I don't even know how many likes we've got here, but I know there's getting towards nearly 100 of you uh, watching in the live chat so far. It does get a bit more as we go on. Um, so do press that like button. Uh, that's good. Oh, let's talk vinyl is in uh, as a vinyl record collector myself. Um, welcome. Let's talk vinyl. And FPL Bateman's just joined us as well. You're all joining us. It's great stuff. Um, OK, um, Game Week 26 uh, is fast approaching. But let's have a look back at Game Week 25 and see how we got on. Uh, now, the goals imminent table. Uh, this is last week's one. Um, not hardly any of them played um, so um we didn't mm. get any <laughs> that's not our fault uh brentford uh sorry McAllister at brighton blanked mitrovic at fulham didn't play blanked the catcher subbed for arsenal um share at newcastle didn't play solanke at bournemouth got an assist but no goal uh tony at brentford didn't play utara at bournemouth uh blanked for us bailey at villa blanked for us wilson at newcastle didn't play um, so yeah, Tom, looking at that list there, um, we, we just don't like it. They just weren't playing, were they? <laughs> so we couldn't, we couldn't get it. No, no, exactly. And Bournemouth had that really tough fixture against City, didn't they? And like you say, Solanke got the assist, but, um, that isn't a game you go into expecting them to get anything from. So I suppose the only talking point really from that is Nketiah, yeah. um, who was of course benched, um, much to the frustration of, um, both of us. I think we both own him, don't we, Joe? And Nketiah, uh, no, I don't own him. So oh, you don't. Okay. Much, much to my not, frustration. Not my frustration because, uh, I've got Martin, um, Martinelli. Uh, so, Martinelli. Uh, oh, okay. So it was, oh, it was, smug, it was smug Martinelli only. <laughs> Yeah, OK. Well, to myself and the other Nketia owners who are no doubt watching, um, yeah, it was frustrating, but he's played a lot of minutes recently, Nketia. Um, Toissard came in. Um, I kind of thought when I saw the lineups, all Martinelli might be pushed up through the middle, but it was actually Toissard who played that role and he played very well. Um, and it was good for Martinelli, I think, having Toissard who moves maybe a bit more like somebody like Jesus. Um, I think he was getting in some better positions. And so let's wait, wait and see what happens tomorrow. I'm hopeful that Nketiah comes back in, but it's um, it's by no means certain. Um, so, yeah, not great timing with the double, but is what it is. And now I imagine he will come in. Um, Trossard's obviously this mm. man that, that he can fill in for Martinelli, he can fill in for Trossard. Um, who, who knows? I mean, all three of them now are a minute's risk, but... I'm, I mean, as a Martinelli owner, and I think Nketi owners as well, I, Arsenal are just a good side. It, I don't mind Martinelli, as he did, he scored in when he came on mm. as a sub. They're just a good side, and I just want, uh, having one of their attackers, I mean, I've got Saka as well, but having someone like Martinelli or Nketiah, I don't mind, because they're more, much more likely to get a return in 30 minutes or 60 minutes than some other attackers and other midfielders in in sort of lesser teams. I mean, Arsenal and City are gunning for the actual top Premier League title at the moment. So they're the two best sides. So it just makes sense to have players there. Um, and, you know, with with Man City, it's a little different because sometimes they can be out of the side for weeks on end or never mm. play. Um, but much more uh, for Arsenal. I, I don't mind. I don't, I 
I think Nicetti owners, as you said, you can feel feel okay, and it probably it probably it probably get your return in this next match. Um, let's have a look I at this Sissimanum. Oh, a bit more luck. We have one, but once again, loads of players just weren't playing. So Trippier didn't play, March didn't play, Gross didn't play, War Prowse did play, um, Nonto I <laughs> played, but somehow ma managed to get a yellow card off the bench for what was it over celebrating so for being yeah. too excitable i mean how rubbish anyway <laughs> sancho uh didn't play for manchester united uh, neto wolves uh did blank for us bowen hurrah got an assist for us he played um rodri uh didn't get anything and party as well didn't play i don't, I don't believe um didn't come on at all yeah, so yeah i mean um, yeah, i think he came on as a sub didn't he? I so think. i mean very very late yeah but bowen we've been talking about here i mean he is the the champion of the game week for the assist imminent table but um yeah he's been i mean i'm i'm quite keen on bowen for for a future west ham double he looks he looks just he looks quite a reliable source of points doesn't he at the moment yeah he is at home we put him in the scout picks and um we had quite a few replies going you know what what is what is bowen doing in there basically but at home he's a good pick i think yeah. and um he hit the post he, as well he got the assist which you can see on that table there so I think he was a little bit unfortunate to come out with six points. Um, you know, he, he looked really, really lively. Now, West Ham have a double game week in 29, and both of those games are at home. I think they play Southampton and Newcastle. Mm -hmm. So that might be a, a time if you're if you're playing your chips, or even if you're not, that might that might be a kind of a midfield differential mm -hmm. worth looking at and knowing that both of those games are home fixtures. So yeah, he looks good. And then I mean, there was a lot of blanks on there from players not playing, like you said, Joe, before, but um, you got Ward, Prowse and, and Onto are both playing under new managers as well. So it's quite interesting to see how they fared. Now, Gonto was out quite wide and he was taken off. Was it on six? I think it was bang on well, 16 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they needed it, to get Joe? a goal and they took off, yeah. they took off Nonto. That, to me, sends massive alarm bells. Yeah, because Somerville was the one who came on for him, I think. And he's obviously a good prospect and he's looked good as well since coming into the team. So that's that's a bit of a concern if you're a Nonto owner. Um, and then Ward-Prowse as well. Now, Sellers has come in there and he's a player which maybe some people were looking at with the double in 27 in mind. Um, but he's been playing really deep under Sellers. Um, he hasn't had a penalty box touch in either of his games which tells you, so then you're, you're, everything is on that set-piece threat. And he is on penalties, so of course he can return. But we got excited about Ward-Prowse a few weeks ago because he was playing in this kind of number 10 role under Nathan Jones, and that that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case anymore. So, um, yeah, I'm not quite as hot on him as I was uh, a few weeks back. Okay, um, so um, we and with the goals and assists imminent table, they're the last four matches. Um, so what we do is we'll we'll have a look at the latest ones there. There'll be some new names there. Um, there'll be some uh, familiar faces as well because obviously a lot of a lot of these players, particularly in Newcastle and Brighton, they didn't play. Um, so so expected them to be hanging around, not because they um, you know have been poor, but just because they just haven't gone on the pitch. Uh, because they uh, had a blank fixture. Um, to remind people, the goals imminent table um, looks at those who could be due to score a goal. Um, it's a minimum of 10 goal attempts with a maximum of one goal. And it's sorted by expected delta um, for the last four matches, which is the difference between what they have scored and what they should have scored, according to the expected um, goal 
professors out there. Um, and it has to be matches rather than people say, why not game weeks? Because there's loads of blanks, loads of doubles. So we, we, we need it to be fair. So they played, you know, they had the chance to play the, the, the same number of games as well, which is why we will have some injured players on there because they perhaps be coming in for injury. There'd be a certain Arsenal striker that I've now elevated back onto the table. I've been manually removing him each week because he's been nowhere near. He's possibly nowhere near, but he's getting nearer. And so mm-hmm. I think it's time that he came onto that table. So you'll see him there. Um, and that's why he's on there, because it's the last four matches he has played. Um, so the three main outcomes, they score more than a goal over four matches. You leave the table in a good way. Underlying stats drop off. You leave the table in a bad way. Forever stuck there, never to fulfill your expected goal promise. Um, that is basically Brighton last year, Chelsea this year. Graham Potter if you're, is your manager, <laughs> and your and your top player is Nathan Redmond. That's that's your 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 basic forever stuck there on in goals imminent or cis imminent purgatory. Um, so let's have a look at game uh, game week twenty six goals imminent table. Okay, this is last four matches, so I'll go down the list and 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 Tom. And Tom can give his thoughts as, as we go through that list. Top of the table. He's moved to the top. It's McAllister at Brighton. He's had four big chances. He's missed them all. He's, he's had eight shots on target. He's been on this table for three weeks. There is promise of a goal uh, involvement there. His expected delta to basically what he should have scored. So he's no goals, but he should have scored well over two. 2.22. Um, he's had nine shots in the box, 14 shots. He's playing in a more advanced role. There's no Lalana. Lalana's out long term. So it looks like McAllister's going to be playing there. And if he continues playing there, we're looking at that. He's getting he's getting 14 shots away. He's getting... Oh, sorry, my uh, phone's just gone. Um, he's got 14 shots. He's got nine shots inside the box. Um, and he's got eight shots on target. Um, so, um, yeah. He's good, isn't he? Um, is he the Brighton mid to get in? Potentially. I mean, I'll ask for your input on this, Joe, being the, the resident Brighton fan. But um, his last two matches, he's been playing this number 10 role, hasn't we? Mm. We've, we've mentioned before. And um, it's a ro- really small sample, but I had a, had a look at their stats just over the last two matches. Now, in those two games, I think McAllister's had eight, eight shots in the box and four big chances. Yeah. Now, now compare that to Matoma, who's had one shot in the box and um, zero big chances. Ooh. Now, I don't think that there's anything specific or anything that I've noticed, which is particularly different in Matoma's role when somebody like McAllister plays. But I just think that from watching Brighton, teams are paying more attention to Matoma now. I've noticed teams have been doubling up on him a little bit. I think Tete played really well against him in the last match. And so it's maybe allowing a little bit more kind of space. If, if players are doubling up on Matoma, there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit more space for maybe McAllister to, to kind of operate in. Um, and Marsh is kind of, he's not on that table, but he, he's, some, he's someone in the middle for me. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I do think that McAllister has definitely gone up on my kind of watch list a few spots, especially if he's going to continue in this role. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've got some got some more stats. Uh, for I'm not going to put them up on the screen, so just I'll just sort of read them out. But we looked at uh, Brighton attackers over the last four matches. So we haven't put the assist imminent table up yet, but we will do. And we could have some uh, players on there. But this is just 
purely last four matches, whether they've scored lots of goals or not. Uh, Undab is top in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. He should have been involved in a goal every 91 minutes. That's pretty much every game he's played. But he's only had two starts, and that's key there. Welbeck also has only had three starts. He is next on there, as you can tell, with that attacker. Uh, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 106 minutes. Um, then you've got Solly March, and that tallies with, with what I see in the eye test. He's the most advanced of those midfield those midfielders especially amongst those those two wingers that they play Um, and he's the one that gets in attacking positions is he the best at scoring well probably not Uh, but is he the one who's more likely to get advanced and be in those scoring positions yes I think he is Um, minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty every 130 minutes he has in fact got a, a goal and he's got 17 FPL points over his last four matches Um, so pretty good for 5.1 then you've got McAllister, who is the underachiever king of this uh, table. So he's had only got seven FPL points last four. Um, he has started all four, though. Minutes per expected goal involvement every 139 minutes. So that's still a pretty good return. His expected goal involvement, so that's goals or assists, is minus 2.51. He should have been involved in two and a half goals which is really good um, but he hasn't been <laughs> which is really bad um, but we want him to be next up Evan Ferguson got 14 points um, he has scored in his last four minutes per expected goal involvement every 206 minutes um, he's actually overperforming um, he's assisted and he's got a goal and he's in terms of expected um, goal involvement um, he's actually a, they, he, he should have only really been involved in one goal, but he's got a goal and an assist. So he's slightly overperforming. Matoma is next on the list. Minutes per expected goal involvement every 264.7 minutes. So that's really lagging behind some of these others like March and McAllister. Um, he has scored, though, and he got 25 points in his last four matches. So in terms of actual returns, he is your man. He's the one that looks great. He's the one that can pull out a worldie from absolutely nowhere. But having said that, the others are getting much, many more points. And there's that point that Tom was making, just that one one shot over those uh, that period, uh, which is not so good. In fact, he's been overperforming, a bit like Ferguson. Um, he's got expected goal involvement delta. He's overperforming to the tune of about two thirds of a goal and then you've got Pascal Gross the forgotten man nine FPL points last four um, he's had four starts minutes per expected goal involvement every 333.3 minutes um, but he is underperforming he should have got a goal or an assist over that period but he hasn't so he's an underperformer um, and he's going to be very very low owned lots of options aren't there um, it's, it's quite probably worth getting a couple in isn't it yeah, depending on your chip strategy, knowing that they'll probably blank in 28. Um, but yeah, there's definitely loads There's loads to like there. And um, Solly Marsh as well, I said that he was kind of before, he's in between in the kind of the goal threat, but what he, what he has in his locker, mm. um, which we'll come on to in a bit, is real, real assist potential. And so when you combine that with his kind of goal threat as well, He's right up there alongside McAllister for me. Um, and of course, Matoma, great, great option as well. Struggled a bit of late, but um, we can't just base it on two games. You know, he's, he's still there and he's still going to be a real threat for the uh, for the double game week. So, yeah, two's appealing, isn't it? So yeah, if, you, definitely. if you can make it work. Definitely. So, yeah, it was good to read those stats out there just because Brighton have a double um 
and then they have a blank, then they have a double. So they're going to be pivotal with what we do and how we use chips and how we navigate them. All such great value as well. But McAllister mm. looks like the, the one to have at the moment. Uh, next up, Mitrovic. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, eight to nine headache days a month versus six to seven for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Worth keeping, Mitrovic, do you think? Four big ch- uh, two big chances, missed them both. A uh, couple of shots on target out of 12 shots inside the box, just two on target. Um, worth keeping? I don't think so. And I don't think it's necessarily because I think he'll do badly when he, when he plays, I think he'll do okay. He was in a bit of a slump before getting injured, but he's a good player. Um, But I just think that the kind of the fact that Tony's got this double Watkins is emerging and playing really well. I think it's going to be a really, I think for anybody to keep Mitrovic, I I don't think it's very likely. So um, I think if you own him, I think there's obvious routes to go to, isn't there? Who are going to play more games than Fulham. So Okay, I'll put Jesus on here. He's been on here and I've manually taken him off, but he's nearing, nearing a return. Maybe, maybe. So he's had six big chances in the last four matches he played many months ago and he missed a lot of them. But he's had five shots on target um, and he's he's almost um, just below. He should have, should have scored at least a couple of goals um, in those last four matches he played. Um, he's, he's been on this table quite a lot. Um, but I've just sort of man- manually removed him. So uh, to be fair, I put him on for the last four weeks. Um, 17 shots inside the box and 19 shots in total. Um, what, what's the latest with Jesus? I mean, uh, near a return? Is he is he running on grass yet? What's, what's, what's the latest? Yeah, I think I saw an update yesterday on Football London, which said he they were hoping to get him in the squad before the international break, the next international break. Now that falls in between game week 28 and 29. So maybe a bench appearance um, in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. They're going to integrate him slowly, aren't they? Because they've actually been doing okay without him in terms of, you know, they had a bit of a wobble, didn't they? But they've been okay for the last two. They're back to scoring a few goals. So I don't think they're going to rush him back. Um, But obviously it's a worry if you're an Enketia owner, 
as well as kind of Twasage, you've got Jesus coming back. So I think people who own him have got to be looking at um, an escape route, maybe not just yet, but just just be can just be wary that 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 after the international break, um, Jesus could be um, getting back in the fold. Yeah. So Niketi's stats obviously very. He only has sub appearance, so his stats are very similar to what they were last time. Lo- lots of shots, lots of shots inside the box, none on target. Um, Niketia owners after this game week should probably start to be worried. You you think sort of game week 28, 29 could be real worry time? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to... I think as long as he gets back in tomorrow, I think he'll carry on probably starting games. And, and Jesus isn't going to just walk straight back into no. the starting 11. But I think you just need to be aware of it and um, have, have another forward in mind for that slot, probably from 29 onwards. Okay. Um Solanke, no one's looking at Bournemouth, but they they they've got a double. They survived the blank, yeah. um, and Solanke every time on this goals imminent table, he hasn't scored, but he's assisted. He's got a return. So slowly, some of these Bournemouth assets are, are actually getting returns. He's had three shots on target. His expected goal involvement is 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 delta is one, minus one point four. So he's he's he hasn't scored, but he's got lots of assists. But he should have got a got one point four of a goal. So well over a goal. Um, and uh, so ten shots inside the box, thirteen shots in total. And these are good numbers, really. Um, so I mean, what a differential! I think I, I can't believe I'm considering Solanke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I owned him earlier on in the season. I don't, did you, Joe, as well? Or, um, no, did you I, him? I avoided him. I think that was because I was okay. on... I, I probably did it for, for laughs because I was on the scout cast then and, and I think I think they were all getting him in and I, I decided to be oh, belligerent okay. and not. <laughs> you were stubborn, yeah. So, well, yeah, I owned him and I think he did all right for me for my memory because... Well, but yeah, no, I think he did okay. And I think um, double game week 29 for Bournemouth. So that's probably the time that... People will be maybe yeah. free hitting or wild carding, so there might be a spot for him. I mean, he's only five point five, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He's very cheap. He, he, I think he's on penalties as well. He's the kind of the talisman of that team, isn't he? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not ruling out Solanke. Not certainly not not you know in the next couple of weeks, but but possibly around the double, um, he could be in a kind of a decent under the radar option. Um, share with Newcastle. He, he dips in and out this table, doesn't he? But he, he, he tends to drop off if because the, the stats are dropping off. So there's a lot of promise there. But five point one, um, Newcastle survived the blank and have a double, as far as I can tell. Um, they, yeah. and he should have scored uh, one point, well over a goal, basically one point two seven of a goal. Nine shots inside the box, pretty good for five point one defender. I mean, alongside Trippier, he looks probably the one to get if you can afford it. Double up, doesn't it, Joe? Because yeah. we're going, we're going Trippier. Yeah. Um, so, well, most people. Oh, he hasn't done great recently, but his stats are still good. So it just depends if you want to, if you want to double up on them or not. Um, I'm not quite at that stage yet, yet where I'm that confident in them to do that. But the, but you know, he's definitely the next best, isn't he? Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we got Tony, um, who I was very tempted to put on the thumbnail for this to to pull people in, lure people in, because Tony uh, with Brentford, like Brighton assets here, are, 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 are going to be in demand. Game week twenty seven, they double. Um, it's possible, who depending on FA Cup, they, he could have a game week twenty eight match, and then he doubles again in twenty nine, like Brighton do as well. I mean, I I'm, I'm even if Nonto has a game in twenty eight, I'm tempted to just swap Nonto for Tony and just whatever for game week twenty eight because he he looks he looks captainable, doesn't he? 
for game week 27. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, one, yeah. two big chances, miss one. Four shots on target, nine shots inside the box, 13 shots in total. Should have scored um, uh, at least two goals. He's, in fact, scored one goal over his last four matches. Um, yeah, Tony, he, I'm, I'm going to say the word, essential. He looks essential to me. I think he's the number one forward target now, isn't he? I think um, everybody's got Haaland in their teams already. And I think Tony's now next on that list, I think, for, uh, you know, we've got that blank out the way. So, I mean, you went over the the fixtures there, Joe. They're, they're, they're very good. You know, they've got Fulham at home. Then they've got this double against Everton and Southampton. They'll probably blank after that unless Blackburn get a win tonight and then... If, if Blackburn do win in the FA Cup and it means that Brentford play, I mean, everybody's going to be going to him, aren't yeah. they? Um, but yeah, he looks like an excellent option. Brentford are playing really well. I don't think they've lost since October. So they're, um, they're yeah, they're playing well. He's the talisman. He's on penalties. He's going to be, you know, he's going to play every week for you. No rotation worries. And yeah, there's absolutely loads to like. And um, he's kind of emerged at the same time of Watkins. So suddenly we've kind of got two two forwards around that kind of 7 million price point, which are really, really appealing. And um, Tony probably edges it though because of that double. Yeah, it's, we're starting to look at a change in the forward line now. Haaland, Tony and Watkins looks like a really good triple up, up front. Yeah. Um, which means for Kane owners like myself... Kane with a possible blank in game week 28, yeah. a, a likely blank, yeah. no double in game week 29. Game week 27 could be the final, final mm. Kane match for me, um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, Wilson's next at Newcastle. I mean, five, five big chances. He's been on this table for five weeks now. 12 shots inside the box, 13 shots in total, seven shots on target. Great stats, brilliant stats. And he's always on here. He's he, he's not scoring, but we know he's capable of it. It's just, I, I th- for me, I just think he's just too injury prone to even consider with all these doubles and and every place and transfer is precious at the moment. Do you think? Yeah, I think he will. I think there will come a time this season when we're probably looking at Wilson again. But he's had quite a few niggles, like you say there, Joe. And um, yeah, they play in 28, which is appealing, but everybody's looking at, you know, Tony now, they're looking at Watkins and he's, he's, he's behind at the moment. So. Um, next up, Felix at Chelsea's first week on the table. So he, he started, looked really good when he started, then got a red card, then he scored. So everyone suddenly alerted to him. Then he, then, you know, Chelsea as a, as a team have not performed um, to what they expected stats were. So Felix, is no surprise to see him on here because he looks the best attacker. Chelsea, three big chances. He's missed two of them. Uh, eight shots on target, seven shots inside the box. So he's actually on target from long range as well. 15 shots. So he's, he's shooting from everywhere. Um, 15, 15 shots, seven. Yeah, so he's eight from outside the box. Seven, about half inside the box as well. He's going for it. He's just, he's like Harvey Barnes. He's just... As soon as he gets a whiff of goal, he's going for it. Um, he should have scored at least a goal over the last four matches. Um, um, yeah, um, can, can we can we go? Can we trust a Chelsea attacker? I mean, Felix looks the one to get, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, whenever you watch them play, he's central to everything good they do. Um, it's just Chelsea in a really bad moment, aren't they, mm. under Potter? We don't know if he's. We think he's going to be in charge for a bit longer, but you don't know. I mean, yeah. You know, Chelsea could get rid of him at any minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think they've only won five of his 18 games in charge, haven't they? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not great. 
and it's obviously impacting their players. You know, Havertz is a player which has appeared on this table for a long time um, recently. Now he's dropped off because he's lost his place in the team or he did the week before last. And Felix is here now and um, I do like him. I think he's a really good player. But I just think, again, we talk about Tony, we talk about Watkins and Felix falls into that price bracket. Mm. Um, they don't blank in 28, which is nice. But I just don't think anybody's going to go there until we see something from Chelsea mm. in an attacking sense because they just can't score goals at the moment. Um, and next up, we've got Fernandes. Uh, it's good to see him here because I I know that if he appears on this table, he will drop off because he has scored and because he's because he might take a penalty uh, and he's on free kicks. Uh, but also just his general play. He, he tends to be involved. Five shots on target, nine inside the box, 12 shots in total. Last four, uh, two big chances. He's only missed one of them. So he's another one is taken. He has scored once, but he should have scored around another goal. Um, so 0.81 so let's call it a goal um, he should have scored a couple of goals instead of one um, yeah I mean 9.8 he's slightly awkward price because he's neither a premium nor a nor nor a value player but mm. um, yeah I mean I, I, I've had him in my team for a couple of weeks um, not recently during the double and yeah he, look, he looks really good depending on doubles and things like that for Manchester United doesn't he he looks pretty good player to get in yeah I was a reluctant seller last week. I really didn't want to, but because of the blank and the way the fixtures had fallen, I had to sell him. But um, it wasn't through any fault of his own. He was doing really, really well. And um, yeah, he looks great. And United in general look really good at the moment. So I think they've got um, they've got Liverpool, Southampton, and then a very likely blank, haven't they? Yeah. But after that point, um, they double, don't they, in 29. So um, he'll be back on the radar soon. And uh, a double up with Rashford when the fixtures fall kindly is going to be really popular. Um, just before we move on to the assist simulant table, just welcome um, many, many, many more who've just joined us in the live chat. FPL veteran John Thornton, Francis, Bill, uh, Colm, uh, Historia Films, uh, Nassim and Wiz is on hand as well to... Um, complete uh, the role that I took on earlier, say, urging people to like and subscribe. GWiz is carrying that theme on. He's urging people to press like and to subscribe. And so do do follow his wise words there and do do that. So let's move on to assist him. And this is a minimum of seven chances created. Um, last, uh, just no more than one assist over the last four matches. Four matches, not four game weeks. Um, let's see who's on it for game week 26. Trippier, he's always on it. Um, until he starts finally getting some assists I kept him I was going to get rid of him but then looking at the planning Newcastle just looked so pivotal to own and Trippier is still the best uh, defender 19 chances created 27 corners um, should have assisted at least two um, he's in fact assisted none in the last four 21 successful crosses not, not just crosses successful crosses he's been on this table five weeks now his stats are eye-popping. They are m miles, miles better than anyone else um, on this table. But um, but yeah, Trippier, I'm, I'm, I kept him, so I feel I feel pleased to have him. Some people got rid of him, um, so they can't they can't bring him. Play City next, so perhaps you might mm -hmm. bench him next. But from game week 27 onwards, he looks like looks like a good, good player to have, and he's pricey now, isn't he? Yeah. If you want to get him back in. Yeah, I think that was the reason why I was hesitant to sell him, knowing that got him for, what, 5.1 million, I think, a long time ago. And even though he hasn't been returning as often as he had done in, in the last, what, three or four game weeks, he's, his numbers are still really good, you know. It's that assist potential. And so as soon as Newcastle's fixtures get better, Newcastle haven't been... 
haven't been converting their chances recently either. As soon as they can kind of get Wilson firing again and Isak and um, Bruno Gamares back in the team playing regularly as well, I think they'll be fine. And I think that Trippier will have a strong strong end to the season, I think. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm i pleased to heap him. So let's go on a Brighton theme. March is next mm. and then Pascal Gross in terms of underperformers. So we've we talked about some of their stats already, but March, 19, um, sorry, 10 chances created, nine corners. Um, should he's he scored, um, but no assists. But he should have got uh, one one and a half assists, whatever that means. So well over well over another assist, um, and uh, five five successful crosses, five point one, and then Gross five point four, nineteen corners. So this is where his assist potential is coming from. Um, so I think that looks um, quite a quite a good thing to go for. Good for there if you if you're going for pure corners like Trippier is. But as Trippier has shown, um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to score, um, which is um, a slightly annoying. Um, mm. So, yeah, March, Gross, where where, where do you... Can we just well, I think taking into account... Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think taking into account both tables, I think it's March because it's that dual threat, it's that goal threat, it's that assist potential. Um, set pieces for March is really important. Um, I think he's created five big chances in the last two games. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think that Marsh, taking into account all of this information, um, he he's kind of, he's where I'm looking at the moment yeah. with with McAllister as well. Um, yeah, I, I am but as again, well. But again, I don't dislike Matoma. It's no, very, very difficult. If I got, if so. I got two now, I would mm. get March and McAllister. So probably the differentials, I'd say, Jack, because I think Matoma is going to be the heavily owned yeah. one, isn't he? But the so. probably, you know, in terms of an actual footballer, he is the best. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's basically a professor of football um, because he went to university to study it uh, before yeah. joining Brighton. Um, so uh, let's move on to Traore at Bournemouth. Um, mm -hmm. It's another Traore, uh, 4.5. Under the radar, this one, um, 10 chances created, 11 corners, 10 successful crosses. First time he's been on this table. Bournemouth, good good fixtures. Um, might be beating the drop. Solanke is on people's radar a bit. But Traore, what? 4.5. I mean, what an enabler this guy could be. What do you think? Yeah, he's on set pieces. He's on all their set pieces apart from penalties. So that's obviously, if you've got a 4.5, a bit like Andres Pereira, mm. if you've got a 4.5 who's on set pieces and playing regularly, he's immediately quite appealing. Yeah. Um, I thought he was their best player against Man City. I watched the game on Saturday evening and uh, he was the one that stood out for them. So, uh, yeah, definitely one I made a little note of it. And, um, you know, if you're looking for that enabler, yeah. or potentially on a bench boost or something, you know, if we're assured of his minutes, that's the only thing. You know, he has been playing regularly recently, but that's the only thing to monitor there. Okay, um, Havertz is there. So Havertz has been on the goals imminent table for many weeks and not delivering. He's hopped off there and he's joined this one. Um, so seven chances created. So he's become a bit more of um, uh, a chance creator rather than a goal scorer for um uh for for chelsea there um so no corners but seven chances created just one successful cross so yeah i mean what, what what's happened there with havertz i think it's just that role isn't it that he plays you know he's a center forward but he's not really a center forward he drops off a lot he combines with felix so i think he's always going to have that dual threat um between goals and assists but he was back in at the well he lost his place to fafana a couple of weeks ago he came back in 
but they struggled against Spurs again. So the worry is that, look, it's not happening for them at the moment. Is Potter going to switch it up again? So uh, it's a no-go for now, but he's a player I have liked in the past, but um, we need to see a bit more from Chelsea, I think. Definitely. Sancho, Manchester United, uh, seven chances created, 7.1 million he costs. I have to, I have to remind ourselves because he's been. I've seen him so few teams. Um, but nevertheless, he has scored a couple of goals. Um, just two weeks has been on this table. Uh, he scored a couple of goals. Could be getting assists as well, according to the seven chances created. Um, um, possibly not assured of starts, but Manchester United are doing well. Um, he's, he looks he looks like he's getting back to his best. So um, could be a good differential, do you think? Yeah, he needs to get his place back in that team, doesn't he? But when he does play, he looks really good. So again... United players not on the radar right now, but by the time the double comes round, he's a player I've owned before, but I want to see him get in 75, 80 minutes each week before I go there, I think. Okay. Um, I've just, uh, someone in the live chats just sort of uh, mentioned this. The R- RPMD has asked, is this a good double for Brighton? So we're going to get questions later. So do put your questions in yeah. a bit later. But I will answer this now just because it's it's quite timely. Uh, given that they have um, Leeds, a new manager bounce, and Palace, who they haven't beat, kept a clean sheet or scored more than one goal against in seven attempts. The thing about both of these matches, Brighton have a really good track record against Leeds. I don't care who their manager is. Brighton tend to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, at whatever level um, so that looks like a Brighton victory to me um, and Palace gets Brighton it's a derby it's it's the Peace Pottage Services near Crawley derby mm-hmm. and um, who knows um, what can happen there I think that's why I like McAllister if in doubt go for the guy on penalties in a close derby mm-hmm. um, but yes it could be a close match it might not be a goal fest that one so well pointed out um, Neto at Wolves um Probably no one's going to be interested in him, but he's created seven chances. He's got 12 corners. Um, he's been on this table forever, six uh, weeks. Um, so no one's going to look there, are they, Neto? No, he's not He's not fit. He's not playing. The, no. the guy that you want to look at, if you are looking at Wolves, is a couple of places down on the list, I think. Yeah, good so, stuff. Um... Well, we, we, we'll, before we get to him, we'll get Ward Prowse. Um, Southampton, double. Uh, in in game of 29, um, nine chances created, 12 corners. We know all about the corners, free kicks, delivery penalties. He has scored. Um, he's He's been on this table seemingly forever as well, six weeks. Seven successful crosses. Um, if we think Southampton are going to get some returns, get Walpole. I mean, he's a, he's a good differential, isn't he, for a Southampton double game week? Don't hate it, no, because um, he's that minute man, isn't he? He's getting 90 week in, week out. He's on penalties, he's on set pieces. It's just that deeper role that he's playing now is a little bit off-putting. And it's not an easy double, is it, Joe? I think they play, is it United and Brentford? So, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't dislike it, massively dislike it, because he's 6.3 million and he's going to play 180 minutes, you would think. Um, but it's just, yeah, if he was playing a little bit further forward like he was under Nathan Jones, it'd be an absolute no, no-brainer, whereas now there's a few question marks over mm. whether he is the right player to go that game week, given that you might want to double up on Brighton. Yeah. So then spaces are becoming a little yeah, bit yeah. more... We've only got five spaces between. in our midfield, mm. and, and we've yeah. already listed so many we want. Um, yeah. Sarabia... I don't even know. I, I, I barely know anything about him. I don't even know how to pronounce him. That will come as no surprise to people. But um, 5.5. Um, created yeah. seven chances. Uh, got a goal. Uh, I noticed, I think it was Fabio Borgia in our, um, in our yeah. live Hall of Fame. Fame. He um, he got him in. 
I think I believe yeah. he did. Um, he's taken ten corners, um, six successful crosses. So he has scored, um, according to this, first week on this table. He's got assist potential as well. Um, those who got him in can give themselves a round of applause. They have unearthed an under radar gem um, before yeah. um, the stats have, have, have actually shown it as well. So um, yeah, you said you said he's the one to get if you want to get a Wolves player. Yeah, I mean, I stuck him in the differential column in 24, so he was on the radar, and I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't go for him because I went for um, Iwobi in the end. And I think maybe I went there, I think, because I was maybe I was putting too much weight on game week 28, which Everton definitely play in Wolves. It's a bit 50-50 if they do. And that was what kind of swayed me towards the Everton player in that spot. But Sarabi is a much better player. I mean, he's a Spanish international, wherever, you know, he's a P- came from PSG, you know, that's the, you know, it's a really good quality player there. He scores wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. And Wolves, Wolves don't have much threat um, in terms of their attack, but neither do Everton really. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking back on that decision thinking, mm, missed opportunity. But, how, but um, is he at Wolves? I mean, I've, I've been, I've been educated about his uh track record especially coming PSG but what I mean no no disrespect to Wolves but PSG to Wolves is pretty pretty major yeah I mean I think the I think the Lopetegu link is um he's played under Lopetegu a couple of times before previously and it was a long time ago it was in kind of youth setups and uh, things like that uh, I think in yeah, Spain under 21s or something, but but possibly something like that. Having a, a native Spanish manager there okay. um, who knew him might have might have kind of got him over. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's still Wolves attack. They're not they're not prolific. They're not going to score loads of goals. No. But um, they looked better the other day with Jimenez and Cunha up front. Although Cunha then came off injured, um, and we need an update on that. And to be honest, Wolves the moment for their players has probably passed anyway. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Willian at Fulham. Fulham's moment's probably gone as well, but uh, Willian has started to appear on this table first week. Um, eight chances created. Uh, he has scored in his last four. Um, probably no one's going to look there, but because he's 5.5, I guess if he was like an, more of an enabler price, I might consider yeah. that. But I think most people, if they've got a Fulham midfielder who's cheap, they've probably got uh, Andres Pereira in their side yeah. and they're possibly looking to remove him, especially if Fulham don't have um, a fixture um, like Liverpool um, coming up soon, being on the FA Cup results. So yeah, we can probably, we can probably skip talking about him unless you want to desperately say something. No, about he's, him. no, he's done really well since he came in, but again, not on the, no. not on the watch list. Okay. What we're going to do now is we're going to have a look at our teams. Do have a think about some questions in the live chat. Do put a question mark on them so I can easily spot those questions um, that would be great. So while Tom and I talk about our teams, um, have a think and we'll we'll have a live Q&A with the uh, live chatters. Um, so, Tom, let's get your team up on the screen. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. 
And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You have got a 343 here so far. Um, uh, do you want to do you want to sort of read it out and tell about your um your your plans who might go and perhaps what the yeah. FA Cup might um tell you about what to do or whether you're going to save? Yeah, absolutely. So um going through the team as it stands, this is before making a transfer. I've got Kepa in goal. I've got three defenders, Alexander-Arnold, Gabriel and Trippier. I've got four midfielders, Salah, Saka, Iwobi and Rashford. And three up front, um, Onketia, Haaland, who is my current captain, and Darwin. Mm-hmm. And then on the bench, I've got Ward, Andreas, Bueno and a currently flagged okay. Patterson. I well. mean, for, for Andreas, it's actually, it's not a bad fixture, actually, Brentford away. So, I mean, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. So it's a good first yeah. sub. Um, he was he was in ahead of Iwobi and then I kind of switched yeah. it round. But I, I will admit that's a 50-50 call if both players remain. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just, just a normal game week. Um, so uh, this, you, this look, you, you, do you plan to hold? I mean, this looks holdable, certainly. No, I think I'll make a transfer now um, to get one of the double game week um, 27 players in because they've both got decent fixtures yeah. this week. So I think moving early, um, it works. So there's two options um, in midfield. I could either sell Iwobi or Andreas and okay. move them to a Brighton midfielder, probably Solly Marsh. Now, who I sell will likely come down to what happens in the FA Cup. Of course, Everton have a fixture in game week 28. Um, Fulham might not. That depends on on their result against uh, Leeds tonight. So let's wait and see on that. The other option is potentially Darwin to Tony as well, which I could go um, early on. Now, Klopp is just just come out of his press conference while we were on air and he spoke at 1.30. And um, I was trying to look furiously on my phone to get an update. And uh, I'm just having a look now. I think it's uh, he said, um, Darwin, we will see. We'll see if he needs more training time. He looked OK yesterday, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, he then went He then went on to talk about Jota and say that he'll be involved. So, um, okay. yeah, let's. Uh, it might be a bench role maybe for Darwin. But, but, yeah, so those are the kind of the two options that I'm okay. looking at. Brighton midfielder or Tony okay. so um, what's coming your, in. You're thinking because what's your current thing? Because you're sta- you're one of these people who is stacked up on Liverpool, and mm. you have a Fulham player as well. So if that Liverpool Fulham game is not going ahead, then you what? What's your current thinking? Are you thinking of, of free hitting in game week twenty eight, or well, um, riding it out? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I will say I'm not committed to anything yet until we've had these FA Cup results. And until once they're out of the way on today and tomorrow, and that is done, and we've got this schedule, which is at least where we know we're at for 28, then I can look at plans. I'm not even ruling out wildcard in this week, Joe. Um, I could, I could even wildcard this week. Um, set myself up for the next few weeks and then potentially free hit in 32 and bench boost after that. Everything is open at the moment. How do you set... And, um, I mean, this is a question for those thinking similar and not using a free hit in 28. How do you set yourself up for those doubles in 27? The, yeah, the more, I mean, further doubles in 29, 
bearing yeah. in mind many of those teams that you really want to invest in are blanking in 28 how, how yeah i mean there's no there's no perfect strategy and i only had a, a very quick look a couple of days ago at this um it probably means that you have to go into game week 28 with maybe nine players something like that okay. i think um and it maybe means that you can't go quite as heavy on those teams that are going to mm. then blank yeah. um, in double 27. But it, but I think I think you can do it. But again, it's it's completely dependent on what happens in the FA Cup. Yeah. So until we've got that, okay. um, it's really it's really hard for me to sit yeah. here and say, yeah, I've thought through this and this is how many players I've got and this is going to work. But I think the thing at the moment is I'm just open to to anything with so, that wild card. Um, so. Shaw made way last week. Was that correct? Yeah, it was a, a minus eight. So, so would I, you um, be? Um, I mean, is he is he gone for a while for you, or, or would yeah. he come back on a wild card if you wild carded now? Um, maybe in twenty nine. But if I if I wild carded this week, no, because um, you know they play Liverpool, yeah. don't they? Which isn't a bad fixture, but I think you probably still expect Liverpool to score. Um, although maybe not after watching them at Palace, but um, yeah. yeah, normally you would. And then they've got Southampton, which is a really nice fixture. So for, for people held him, that's a really good kind of differential week to play in. But then it's the blank after, or at least we're pretty certain it's going to be a blank. I think, um, what are the, yeah, I think if Brighton or Man United win in the FA Cup this week, they blank. Mm. So, um, yeah, loads up in the air at the moment. Yeah, but what um, about I think, ca I think... captaincy as well? I mean, Haaland, mm. but Sack has got that vice-captain. That Bournemouth home game, that looks good as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, but Newcastle aren't in a great moment at the moment, are they? I think they've, is it four without a win, something like yeah. that? And I think Haaland at home is just, um, he's my go-to. If I see a home game in Haaland, um, unless it's against an Arsenal or something like that, I'm probably going to captain Haaland. So that's where I'm at at the moment. And um, let's see what the FA Cup brings and let's see the team, if he's rested, then um, that looks really good because you would expect Saka to play tomorrow night, yeah. wouldn't you? And probably play 90 minutes. So if Haaland's rested and he's had a week-long rest leading up to this Newcastle game, I think that's really appealing. It's the early kickoff, which might put a few people off. Yeah, but, um, yeah I'm not bothered about that. Yeah, that rest, so. as you point out, um, I can't actually remember. Mm. Oh, well, I'll put my team up in a second. I can't actually remember who I put my captain yeah. on. But uh, I'll probably well, switch it to Haaland um, because yeah. I think you're right. That rest there, um, a mm. home game, um, also, I mean, you have to take into account things like effective ownership. He will be more than 100% because he's so well-owned. Um, he'll be so well-captained. Saka could be near. But, I mean, I have a situation this week with my team because I've captained Salah. Um, um, and so I, I hope I get returns there. But Saka's mm. my vice-captain, so I was obviously considering him. But he's effective ownership of uh, 122%. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want him to do anything. Anything he does, even just appearance mm -hmm. points, is a rank drop. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate that um, in teams. So um, uh, I could have... Um, yeah, if I'd have captained him, then I would have at least got something from Saka and Salah. But uh, what will be, will be. But yeah, Harlem's definitely a rank drop if you don't captain him. And uh, he gets any sorts of returns. Um, unless, of course, the alternative does better, like Saka. Um, okay, let's move to my one. So, uh, as ever, very similar, but slightly different. Oh, I have captain Haaland, so I did have the same thought as you. <laughs> um, and I've got Saka as my vice-captain. Um, I'm currently I'm currently not sure what I'm going to do. So, let, at the moment, it's a 3-5-2 um, with... Um, K 
Kepper in goal. Shaw, who I kept, uh, a White, who we've still got, uh, and Tarkowski, who I like the look of always um, because, uh, you know, they, they haven't got much goal threat, but he is it. <laughs> I've got uh, Rashford, uh, Salah, Martinelli and Saka. All, all got, um, I would say all apart from Salah of good fixtures because Rashford are playing Liverpool. Um, and I've got Andreas there just because... Um, uh, he's away away to Brentford could get returns uh, there Mitrovic could be back as well so he could get some assist potential there um, but yeah he's one of my iffy players to start um, Haaland uh, my captaincy and Kane as well he, Kane of always finds a way fame and what did he do this weekend he found a way <laughs> and he got another goal because uh, that's what he does he's playing Wolves away um, on my bench I've got Ward I've got Trippier who could come in for Andres if I didn't make any moves uh, Trippier against City. I don't think he's. I'm going to get clean sheet points there, but he might finally deliver on an assist. So it's probably worth putting him in. Um, I've got Coleman. I've got Coleman in for. I finally got rid of Patterson, and okay. I don't know whether it was lateral thinking. I just got those Patterson's replacement, the elderly Coleman. Um, but he. But I got him in because I wasn't sure what I was going to do because he he plays in game at 28 no matter what. Yeah. He doubles in game at 29 no matter what. Uh, Sean Dyche loves him um, and he's on some uh, set pieces, corners, obviously crossing as well. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a great bench player, great cheap asset. And he could be could be very handy to, no matter what I do going forwards. And I've got Nonto last on the bench because of his his the cheeky young scamps yellow card from the bench. So I've benched him in punishment. Um, but he <laughs> it's plays... Not, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad fixture, is it, though? No, I know. Chelsea away. So I might elevate him for... I could. I might end up just playing him. Um, so um, it's quite it's quite bench boostable in a weird way. Um, but I'm, you see what I'm doing? I've, I've got... I got rid of Doherty last week. I, I used this week's... Everyone use... A lot of people use this week's double to get lots of Liverpool players in. I got Salah in for KDB, but I, I used it to get rid of total non-players like Doherty, yeah. like Patterson and last week KDB. Um, so I, I've done it to sort of give, give myself a bench, give myself some options, give myself some players in 28. Um, I was very strongly considering Mings at Villa as well with that same rationale, just handy players, handy players to yeah. have. Um, Nailed on. I, I honestly don't know. I mean... Any any one of that bench could get me a double digit return. Coleman could get a, a, a surprise goal. He's playing Forest away. Trippier could get deliver on those assists. Could get a free kick going in. Could get a score. Nonto. He's playing Chelsea, who are rubbish. Um, have, you, have you got much money in the bank, Joe? And I've got one oh. point something four, one point five. So you could do if Fulham were going to blank. Um, you yeah. could do an Andreas to Brighton midfielder, well, like I mentioned. Well, you second guess me quite correctly there because mm-hmm. what I would be tempted to do if Fulham and Liverpool are definitely going to blank is move one of Salah. I mean, that's how much I rate Salah at the moment. Salah and Andreas are similar players to me. Uh, one of them to go for McAllister, just in, straight in. Yeah. McAllister in. Uh, if I did that with Salah, um, then I might elevate one of these guys to the uh, team, like Trippier. Um, and um, it leaves me with enough in the money next week, enough enough in the bank next week to do Nonto to Tony, no problem. Yeah. If I do Andreas to a Brighton mid, then I have to take a hit next week to get Tony in. But nevertheless, it would 
I think it's a hit worth taking because it would yeah. mean removing whichever Andreas or Salah I don't remove to possibly another Brighton mid and go yeah. for Matoma McAllister, March McAllister. We shall see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, lots of options there. So it, this is a sort of 4 4 you know, it's a maximum. Some for everyone. Yeah, it's, it probably is the most flexible team I've ever had. I don't know why, for like a really pointless, normal game week. But I've, given, I've made myself really flexible. <laughs> um, do do uh, live, loads in the live chat. Do have a look um, at, um, uh, at uh, do have a think about some questions to put in. Um, and what I'll do is I'll go through some of the questions we've got so far. Do keep those questions coming. We'll sort of go until we run out of a voice uh, or, well, it won't be that long. <laughs> but we'll, we'll go for a little while. Um, so I'll go straight uh, as soon as I find a uh, question mark. Um, uh, ah, FPL Tic Tacs. Would you hold Mares this week or replace uh, with a Brighton midfielder? Probably either March or McAllister. Um, yeah, Mares. Um, uh, home to Newcastle. What do you do? He's had a break. He should, he should play, shouldn't he? Um, you'd think so. See what happens in the FA Cup. Mm. Um, but if it's a home game and you think he's got a chance of playing, I, you know, I, I, I might be tempted to keep him. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then maybe look to make, make make the switch the following week when you actually have that Brighton double in front of you. Because we know what Mares can do, um, especially in a home game. But yeah, monitor his, um, monitor his minutes and um, obviously didn't play at the weekend. So he might start the FA Cup. But, um, but yeah, monitor, see what happens and then and then kind of make your decision later in the week. But if, it look, if you think he's going to play and the, the City predictors you trust, whoever that is, whether it be Luke or Neil or whatever, if they're predicting starts for him, then um, it could be a good game for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I both of us are considering moving, you know, some of our uh, players we don't particularly want like Woby or, or Pereira or Salah even um, for Brighton mids. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. Um, however, Mares, that is, I think if I have Mares now, I would just keep for a home game and just hope for the best. I don't think it's, it's not, it's not urgent to get a Brighton mid in this week, but next week it becomes more of an urgency because mm-hmm. of the double. Um, the uh, uh, Farfa asked Darwin to Tony. That's the move you're thinking of as well. Is that, is that, starting to probably yeah. be the move yeah well yeah potentially i mean let's see what happens tomorrow night um and if he starts and how he performs but even if he even if he if he starts that match and gets a goal um he's still got united at the weekend so it's a tough fixture anyway so you might just be happy to kind of, and, and again a lot will happen a, a lot of that will depend on the blank as well if yeah. liverpool don't blank in 28 people are less probably going to hold on to their liverpool assets if they do and Darwin doesn't look completely fit. It's a no-brainer, isn't it, to move him on to Tony? So it's just a bit of a wait and see. I don't, I don't mind the move on paper, but a lot, a lot yeah. will depend on the FA Cup. Uh, Michael Scott asks, would you hold Felix uh, or move to Tony? I mean, I can see the attraction of getting Tony in, but Felix, he's on the goals imminent table. He's the best Chelsea attacker. If we think Chelsea are going to get anything, and they're quite a handy mm-hmm. side, don't blank. Um, I, I, I wouldn't make that move myself. I would give Felix a couple of more game weeks. Would you yeah, think? I can, I can, under, yeah, I can understand that. And Chelsea don't blank either. But at the same time, I think you're going to need Tony. So it depends mm. if you've got another route to him. Maybe explore it. But if you haven't, and it's just a straight shootout between the two, um, I think it's it's got to be Tony, hasn't it? But um, 
yeah, it depends on your other. I presume Haaland's one of your other forward. Who's your other forward? You know, could you sell them? Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. I mean, in my case, I've got Nonto, mm. so Nonto's the one to go. Mm. But I would need some more money in order to do that. Um, John Cahill asked, would you start Mings or Stupinan this game week, assuming we don't get an update on his injury? Yeah, Stupinan was an injury doubt, um, but Brighton are at home to West Ham, um, mm. which could, could be a clean sheet there um, and, and could be an attacking return. And Mings, uh, looking down my list here, you're, you're a Villa fan, so you will know immediately Palace. who Villa are playing. Who mm. are Villa playing? <laughs> Palace, Palace at home. Palace yeah. at home. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Both good fixtures, aren't they? That's a tough one, isn't it? That's a nice position to be in. I'd... Yeah, the thing the thing is with Villa is that um, we've been really, really good away from home under Emery, really poor at home. Um, okay. And that's, um, which is unusual. Mm. Um, but that, and then West Ham are the complete opposite that, who happen to be playing Brighton, mm. are, r- are rubbish away from home, but have been really good at, um, at home. So I think, I don't know, for Villa, I think that... Um, yeah, we, we can sometimes be a bit open. I don't know if we're a little bit more proactive at Villa Park with the crowd on our back to push forward a bit more. Palace have been terrible going forward, though, as well. You know, they've had fewer chance, got fewer yeah. shots than any other side in the last six game weeks. But I think if I, a Stupinan has been so good, he seems to be becoming so mm. such an important part of that Brighton team. I would be tempted to play him, I think, Joe, yeah, just because of those attacking return potential as well. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think I think you could get points at both ends of the pitch there with Mings, yeah. just the clean sheet. Um, and possible bonus. So, so yeah, plenty, plenty of options. I mean, it's a good position to be in. Um, if, yeah, if, you, if you can, depending on who else you got, play both. Maybe go four at the yeah. back, five at the back. Um, yeah, if you get a trippier, if I think you've got a trippier or something like that, yeah. I'd play both of them over trippier. I think they're, so. I think they're both really good options there. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, good game week ahead, hopefully. Um, uh, Lennox asks, um, uh, should you keep Ferguson ahead of Brighton's double um, or just go to Tony? Oh, okay. Um, I'd be tempted to keep Ferguson and try and get Tony another way. So you've got Haaland and it's, it all depends who that, that other striker is. I mean, would you... Mm. I, I, I think Ferguson's got chance of return, so in a double. You think um, in a double, Joe, do you think he starts one and comes off the bench? No, and the other, but or do I you don't think mind. Starts? Like oh. with Martinelli, I don't kind of mind yeah. them not starting. And I think even the Ketty owners can think that as well. I don't really mind them not starting. I mean, thirty. I mean, he is really—he's a really good striker, Ferguson. Mm. Um, I'd take thirty minutes against tired legs. The old cliche of that. I think. I, I think you could get. I think to remove him ahead of a double. I don't think is optimal. Yeah. But, no, yeah. Potentially. But, I mean, but as you said, Tony today, is but... optimal. <laughs> so Tony yeah. is better than him. But if there's another yeah. route to Tony and getting both, I think that would be really good. Um, yeah, I think that's good advice. So, yeah, I'd, I'd um, agree. Uh, moving down the list, um, uh, Gabriel to Estupinam. Would you uh, ask Zoran, would you move an Arsenal defender like Gabriel to a Brighton defender? Not not, not, not this week. No, no way. No, I mean, they've got Arsenal play Brighton. Bournemouth, Bournemouth, at, yeah. Bournemouth, uh, yeah, Bournemouth at home. So, um, you know, I think if you're looking at the clean sheets odds this week, um, I would imagine Arsenal will be top um for that so so not this week i mean um even after that i mean arsenal have uh, got a very good defense Partey's on his way back i think i'd probably look to get a stupid enemy but again through somebody else rather than gabriel um fpl tic tacs is either comedy genius or he's genuinely asking a question about defenders uh cash to burn um 
yeah, yeah, I've got I've got one point five million in the bank. Uh, but yeah, Matty Cash to Dan Byrne. Uh, just, not sure I would do that. <laughs> he could yeah, be just saying, "Have I got cash way. to burn?" Though. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine he is. I mean, it's quite. <laughs> Toby asks, would you start Robbo versus Manchester United um, or um, use the opportunity to, in fact, field an extra midfielder and, and get like the likes of March and Matoma in? Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, it's I would as well. quite hard, quite having watched the Palace game at the weekend and a lot of Liverpool recently. Um, I mean, I've got Alexander-Arnold in, but it's for attacking returns, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're not you're not banking on them keeping. I know they kept the clean sheet, but they rode their luck at times, didn't yeah. they? And they now they've got United. So then you, more than ever, you're relying on attacking returns because they're probably going to concede. But United are playing very well at the moment. So I would kind of... Um, yeah. Again, it comes down to if they'll blank or not. If they they're not blanking, then you might want to keep Robertson. But um, yeah. I think if they do blank, then I think yeah, getting that I mean, mid, I mean, getting no matter, that midfielder. No matter what Liverpool do midweek um, after we we um, after the stream um, against Wolves, um, they're not consistently good. Whereas Manchester United are currently consistently good. So basically, if you've got someone else who's playing someone else other than Manchester United, play them if you can. I mean, that's why I'm actually tempted to get rid of Salah this week. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed on your fantasy football scouts bus team for the week, um, going ahead for game twenty six, Salah nowhere to be seen. Understandably, no, he, he's not. Good yeah, form. because you, yeah, you've got you know we've got a budget there of eighty three million each week on the scout picks, and you've got Harland who's locked, and Kane looks really nice this week using your team, Joe. So it's a case of you can't fit Salah in anyway. I mean, he he hit the bar at the weekend, didn't he? But it, it's. I think he looks better when Darwin's playing. And so I think, you know, for owners of Salah and Darwin, it's such a massive game tomorrow. Um, I don't think, I don't know if Darwin's going to start, but if they can both be on the pitch for 30 minutes or something like that, then, 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 then you know, you, you might get a return out of it because, um, they yeah, they just look so much better with Darwin in attack alongside him. Uh, we do have confirmation from FPL Tic Tacs. The cash to burn question was, in fact, a joke. Um, good. Because <laughs> um, Tom's pointed out, no one owns Matty Cash, no one owns Dan Byrne. <laughs> um, Joe Rag asks, um, uh, it, it says apparently Luke Shaw is a doubt for Liverpool. Yeah, so, I read that. Well, well I read that just then? before I came on. Um, well, it's kind of in the aftermath of the uh, the EFL Cup final. Something went up on United's uh website about 10 15 minutes before we came on air and i had a very quick scan of it and it said that i think him and one other player was a doubt for um well not a doubt but, but they were monitoring him and there was a chance he wouldn't play um so yeah whether or not it's something significant which would rule him out of the weekend i'm not sure but the good thing is we'll hear from ten Hag a couple of times before the weekend um after the match and uh, and and then it's a pretty much yeah. press conference as well for it, Liverpool. So we'll know. Sort of player, he's unlike if he's fit to play, he'll play. Um, I mean, yeah. he's wanted anywhere, centre back, left back. But if he's not fit, he won't play. So your sub will come on. So in my case, it'll be. And this is uh, if there is any kind of like small doubts from that that cup final. Mm. An FA Cup clash against West Ham is the time for Malaysia, isn't it? So it doesn't necessarily have to be anything um, too significant. But um, yeah, we should know in good time anyway. 
uh, Piaz83 asks Rashford or Saka for the captain for game 26. So ignore Haaland, mm. let's just say he's not considering that. Rashford or Saka. So, well, I mean, I own both, but I've got vice captain on Saka. So that probably answers that question. I just think it's a better fixture uh, home to Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, Piaz's got a point. They're both really good options, aren't they? Liverpool are terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just. I think if it was Old Trafford, I'd feel a little bit more confident captain in Rashford. But away at Anfield, um, I think he's a really good option this week. He's in the scout picks. Mm. You know, he's in my team, he's in your team. We like him a lot, but for the captaincy um, in an away match at Liverpool, I think I'd be tempted to go with Saka ahead of him. Okay. Um, uh, well, that that's most of the questions I can see there. Um, so what we'll do is we'll sort of wrap it up now. Um, we'll... Um, uh, say goodbye to everyone thanks so much for joining us in the live chat um, thanks for those who are watching listening later um, as well and a special thanks to uh, comedy genius FPL Tic Tacs for his great cash to burn joke and uh, so especially well done uh, to him but also uh, good luck to him and everyone else uh, in game week 26 and especially when we look ahead to um, the FA Cup games that are tonight, which is Tuesday, uh, we've got the final bits of game week 25 to wrap up. Um, we might have some chip strategy um, in mind. There's plenty more videos and podcasts coming up from Fantasy Football Scout during the week. We've got burning questions, which I know they're going to be heavy on chip strategy um, as well. We've already had the Scout cast. We've got um, FBL Harry. Um, we have Jani uh, as well. He's going to give his thoughts after the FA Cup games with Seb. Um, we've got team news coming up as well. Mark for those uh, and Andy for those who listen to the members chat. Uh, Flapjack's got his tips of the week. We've got Karam to wrap up. St- I've probably missed uh, so much. So uh, <laughs> I've probably missed someone out and they're going to have a go at me. Um, so sorry, whoever I've missed out. Oh, Az. I've missed out Az. Az has got his team selection. And, that was on purpose, wasn't it, James? And <laughs> um, I think that's it. But uh, you can remind me and I'll flag it up on my Twitter, whoever I've else I've forgotten. Um, uh, good luck all. Uh, keep watching all our stuff and uh, good luck with the game week. See you soon. Cheers, Joe. See you soon.